This is Lieutenant Sulu of the Starship Enterprise, standing by on the bridge with the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. It's okay. It's all right. Mikasa Sukasa? One second. I'm just going to close my door and turn off my fan. One sec. Lockdown. Lockdown. Oh, man. All right. All right. All right. Do you not? Know <clears throat> uh, season one of Lower Decks. Like, I, it's good. It's just downloading. It's just populating out and downloading. I got it. I got it now. I, I figured it out this morning. Nice. I um, I was I was I was having one of those computer moments when like, you're sitting there and you you like you intellectually know what to do, but you don't know how to tell the computer like what you need. So I was sitting there 98% of the way, and the problem was it was just trying to save downloads to the wrong spot. Yep. Mm. And I was like, I'm not, I don't know Linux super well, so I'm like, how do I tell it to save to the right spot? That's all I need to do, and I know the right spot. It was... Yeah. It was one of those things, but I got frustrated, and I went to bed, and I woke up, and I was like, here's how to do it, you idiot. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. The super eureka moment, right? Sometimes you just need to yeah. nap. Your brain just needs to reset that, but yeah, it's it's Plex is set up and we're good to go. I nice. can I can I can stream shit to my work and get like 1080p now. So nice, nice. <clears throat> maybe you could stream our show since the internet can't. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> I mean, hey, look, it would crash this too. Like this can handle like yeah. three streams. The numbers that we're getting is ridiculous right now. Yeah, this would crash my shit too. My shit would be like, no. Nope. <laughs> Computer yeah, says no. This is what my ISP would be calling and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Well, this is what kills me though. It's like we're not making the most compelling content about lower text. <laughs> FYI, forty thousand people. Yeah, I am recording. So recording. Okay. <laughs> Look, we're speaking truth to power. 40,000 people decide that they want to listen to it? <laughs> 40,000 over the month. Yeah. All right. All right. Crazy. Well, uh, right. hopefully, like, like, since we're recording, hopefully this episode actually makes it onto our channel. <laughs> oh, shit. I never even thought it will of eventually. that. Yeah, it'll eventually. Yeah, considering this is... This is tomorrow, so hopefully we have our issues solved by tomorrow. All right, we are here with our uh, ongoing. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do this episode um, in maximum uh, NPR voice. Um, so uh, we are here today talking about Lower Decks episode nine, season one, uh, entitled Crisis Point, uh, directed by Bob Suarez and written by Ben Rogers. The uh, original air date was October 1st, uh, 2020. 
Uh, gentlemen, do we have any initial thoughts today? Best episode of the season. I'm there with that. I concur. This is <laughs> this is actually decent television. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not great television. No, I didn't hate it. But if this was if this was the first episode, I would have genuinely been like, ah, this is not bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is exactly what we needed from the show. A show that takes place in the Star Trek universe that respects Star Trek, but yet makes fun of itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and it yeah, go it for it. Fell on all points. Sorry, yeah, it hit on all points. I was just like, hey, it is taking shots at J.J. Abrams. It's taking yep. shots at just all kinds of stuff that I'm like, ah, oh, this is all fair game. So yeah. good for it. Like well, it, it was done with the right tone. And and the major failings are more obviously individuals than systemic, which I think is one of the biggest things that uh, helps this entire episode, right? Is is this episode is very much about these individuals and their antisocial tendencies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And on top of it all, I feel like this is the first time that we have uh, the characters sticking to one characterization throughout multiple episodes. Yeah, this the definitely the last third of the season at least. Uh characterization is a lot more consistent than early on. Yep. Exactly. And so that's letterbox. Yeah. And that's something I actually really appreciate. It's like the fact that we actually have a show now and it's consistent and it's mm-hmm. not horrible. It's half decent. Got some ideas. All right. Tyler, do you want to take this one? Sounds good. I mean, I've kind of taken over hosting these ones, so know. Uh, we don't have to paper scissors them anymore. <laughs> Rock um, paper scissors. All I heard is we don't need to scissor them anymore. No. We oh God. I said paper scissor them anymore. Oh. I, I took myself out the rock. That's still not great. Because I'm like I'm more dumb as a rock for this shit, so I'm not gonna put myself in for it. Ahoy! So, Ahoy. so uh, this is a this is a holodeck heavy episode. Um, which uh, we, we even chat on the the conceit of holodeck heavy episodes not that long ago, mm-hmm. and and this episode does great for like the same critiques we were making of it just yeah. makes no gosh darn sense sometimes. Yeah. So and the beauty um, is that this episode actually played on that. It played on the ridiculousness exactly. of the holodeck. It played on the ridiculousness of the next generation constantly using it. It even mm-hmm. had some like deep cut references. Um, you know, the whole uh, Leonardo da Vinci stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There was a mm-hmm. script of an unmade Star Trek movie where they would have gone mm-hmm. back in time and Data would have met Leonardo. God. <sighs> they, they did enough. They did enough yeah. time travel in the Star Trek movies. Yeah. Possibly Luckily, too much. That movie turned into First Contact. So I'm happy that we didn't get the Leonardo da Vinci stuff. Yeah, First Contact was actually a decent movie. Yeah, it was. So, Boimler creates a holodeck program using the crew's private logs to create and I'm going to I'm going to use air quotes here because it's debatable how accurate they are, but they are definitely from Boimler's point of view accurate portrayals think, of the Cerritos crew. I think that's something super important to note um, that this is his 
you know, interactions, his viewings, mm-hmm. his whatever of everyone. So it's not necessarily exactly how they would actually react. It's his representation of them. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, totally. It's a, I, I, that's what I was trying to get at. Like, it's, it's allegedly using their private logs and that it's very like, oh, um, anyways, he's preparing for an interview with Captain Freeman. Um, meanwhile, Freeman says Mariner needs therapy after uh, some of the stuff that has gone on between Freeman and Mariner over the last two, three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I will say this. Remember when I was objecting to the idea that they didn't address each other as mother daughter and you aptly yep. pointed out that, well, nobody else is around that was validated this episode. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, so it wasn't just in, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. furthermore in the next. So it wasn't just in my head. This was actually something that was written yeah. into the show and into the characters, which I, I, I as much as, yeah, as much as we've been hard on them, I do have to give them credit for that one is, mm-hmm. is that is a decision they made and they stuck with throughout the entire series. Yep. Um, it's just too bad that a lot of that doesn't really deliver us anything until like the last, what, less than half, like less third, third and a bit of the season. So, uh, saying she doesn't need therapy, uh, Mariner, uh, Mariner takes over Boimler's program and creates a movie, um, in, in upsettingly fast time. Boimler is very upset with how quickly she's pulling it together. Um, she plays the villain Vindicta and she invades the Cerritos with her friends and killing its crew. Um, that's it. The, the The plot of this episode is relatively simple, and I think that actually is is deceptive because it's again like we've all been very happy with this episode. Yeah, exactly. um, less is more. At this I guess point. that's a great way to put it. And um, yeah, uh, it worked. So yeah, yeah. Boimler refuses to side with her, and instead sides with the holographic crew, um, along with Rutherford. Uh, Tendi is on the pirate side for a while before being disturbed by Mariner's behavior and some racial profiling that Mariner is doing. Um, Yeah. Um, Mariner ultimately crashes the virtual Cerritos and ends up fighting a holographic version of herself, um, which then ends up being a... I I would say actually a surprisingly earned over uh, on-the-nose metaphor... Yeah. And and they, they, they call it out, which I think is also they call it out without shitting on it, which I think is a great mm-hmm. way to do it. Um and, and kind of she makes some breakthroughs about herself and her mother and relationship to her parents and Starfleet. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the bulk of the episode. That is the bulk of the episode. Um and then it's, you know, boy more figuring it out at the end. Well, we got to paint a picture here because for the audience that may not have seen it or wants to recall it or whatever, it was it was actually there was a point at which I was laughing out loud. Uh, They show you the ship and then they go on for like three and a half minutes of just ship shots Mm -hmm. and music and epic music like they do in the movies. Right. It's making fun of that. And the thing is, is that it letterboxes out. And we're doing this whole big, like, over-the-top 
mockery, self-owning <laughs> thing. Yep. And that's that's where the appeal goes. And it's all in those details. They make fun of the lens flare <laughs> that JJ always did. Yep. They they just did everything, hammed it up so well. Yeah. That they even also... simple little interactions yep. were fun to watch how they interpret them from the movie point of view. Yeah. I mean, one of the great bits about uh, uh, Mariner writing it is she says like, oh, it's just a couple set pieces and then filler between them, which is very much how critics point out JJ does a lot of his movies is like, I'm going to have these cool set pieces and then filler as we also critiqued Nolan not too long ago for. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing about this and then to add to Phil's point is that it is a spoof of every Star Trek movie um, in some shape, way, or form. It 100% makes fun of all the Star Trek movie tropes from this epic intro to the J.J. shots to the ship being destroyed and, you know, at the end, you're getting this beautiful, luxurious ship that you're actually never going to use, but it looks nice um, to, you know, the ship being destroyed, the ship being taken over, to the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about this is just like one big Star Trek tro- movie trope, and it was just so well mm-hmm. done um, and respected Star Trek, and that's why I like it. You know, mm-hmm. for how many days have we been saying, have I been saying, the thing that I don't like about this show is the fact that it shits on Star Trek, you know? So, Eight days. Yeah. <laughs> so they retroactively actually respected the show, and therefore I respect this show. Go figure. Yeah, Do you think it is that, worth... Sorry, Go for just it, a random thought here. Do you think that when they pitched the show, this was the show they pitched it with? The episode? Yeah, like, like we've got this idea. One of the episodes is going to be we parody the movies, but get this, and they just go in and they super explain it. I don't know. They're, I... they're like, you know what? Ten episodes for sure. <laughs> like we like what you guys are selling. You know, I don't know. They, 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 this tenth episode isn't as good as this one, but it's still one of the best. Agreed. In the I don't. And that would have been a good sell too. Like, can we do this? <laughs> I don't actually think so. I think that um. I think they pitched it as that original idea. And then um, because they were greenlit for an entire series, they didn't have to write a pilot. They just wrote the episodes like whatever. Um, mm. So it, it, it took like half the season to get a bunch of the, the different bits hammered out. Is what I think it comes down to. Right. Right. Like it, it, in retrospect, you know, um, um, like this this compared with episode two makes episode two like a little bit more understandable. It doesn't make it good, but it very much feels like that's what they were trying to figure out. So. Yeah. I, I like that. We've arrived at this space where we're going, Hey, it's all good. And we're not really as salty. We're just dry. <laughs> yeah. The, the other, the other, the other part of it being that, um, the entire pitch for the show was that it was supposed to be there'd always be like this big over the top A story going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And we had that in Terminal Provocations. We had that in Cupid's Errant Arrow. And both of those, like, while it was interesting, it was not like 
it didn't gel to the rest of the the, ep- yeah. the, the episode, mm-hmm. and 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 it very much felt like early on they were wedded very heavily for, um, oh my gosh, what am I trying to say here? It um, I've absolutely lost it. Gosh darn well, it! Well, well, you were trying to say how it linked up to the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very much overwedded to that like idea of like, oh, we have this cool backstory in the background, and it was like that hurts if every episode's structured like that. Yeah, and this episode yeah. feels like the first one where they were able to live with what this show is and like, really embrace the identity. Yeah, the other cool part is that, and I think this is kind of where you were going. Also, is that you know, typically speaking, we've had A, B, and C storylines. And they've been kind of separate for the most part. Um, but as the show got better, one thing I noticed is that all the storylines kind of came together in this overarching story. Yeah. And it just gelled right. You know, it just it didn't feel like it was two writing crews working on two different mm-hmm. things, you know, 15 or 11-minute skits, right? It felt like there was an actual group of writers who put a plot well together because you had Boimler and his... Um, interview, you know, in mm-hmm. his holodeck, and then you had um, Mariner and kind of her therapy sessions and the relationship with her mother, and again, they bring both storylines together, and you get a well-thought-of episode. Yep. And the funny thing is, is it's the whole cathartic end <clears throat> type thing where Mariner's like, I did need therapy, I just needed this type of therapy. And I thought it was kind of funny that the therapist kept on making all those joke, uh, the food illusions. <laughs> yeah. I, as dumb as that was, it, it just yeah. made me laugh when the captain at the end is like, would you stop talking about food? <laughs> yeah. 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 The, um, I mean, uh, this is a relatively minor quibble. I would have liked them to frame that a little bit better. But again, this is just like a minor quibble in the grand scheme of things of like, yeah. I believe in the value of therapy. And I believe that, yeah, you can be with the wrong therapist for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought that, that execution was very like. Well, on the one side, lame, but yeah, the mother goes to that therapist mm-hmm. because she finds him effective. Sure, and she sees herself and her daughter and recommends mm-hmm. that therapy for. Her. But Mariner's idea of what she needs to work through is a little more direct. No, so I, I'm she with you gets, She gets her her thing, but you're right; they do kind of short sell the therapy angle a little bit. I, and they they draw that that joke on it, but it's a cartoon, so I'm I'm not gonna go oh, too heavy into it. It's not Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah, no no the 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 like my my entire critique here is 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 pretty like, admittedly pretty milk toast. If I'm like ah, I wish they would have done a little bit better. Yep. Yeah, I w- I wish they did a lot of things better. Yeah, but here yeah, you know if 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 we're trying to minimize the complaints at this point, um. Just because I think, like, overall, they put a good effort in. So I think the last mm-hmm. thing that we really should note is the fact that at the very end of the episode, Boimler finds yeah. out the big secret between Freeman um, and Mariner. Yeah, so I, I, I purposely separate that out because I feel like that's a separate conversation yes, topic. exactly. And it is very much, like, the last thing in the season, in the episode. And... um I so think that big impact into the season, like, like yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like I feel like that entire 
that entire shtick for that being one of the core, like one of the things that they set up as like almost like a pillar of the the series, for it to be like not brought up until the end of the season and then kind of it, it gets resolved pretty fast seems like an odd creative choice and yeah. I, I am genuinely a little bit curious how they're going to move with that going forward yeah yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot it, of it, go ahead phil sorry yeah. no no i'm 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 agreeing because you're right i'm thinking about this now in the context of i was happy that the 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 secret finally got revealed i was happy to see the forethought and the foreshadowing mm -hmm. but i'm confused about the actual execution of it mm -hmm. and why and all that nuance surrounding it because it does get resolved fairly quickly it does yeah it's just weird but yeah it's something six that i've actually noticed that... in a lot of these types of shows well not these types of shows just in shows in general you know where there's a core um I guess, secret that comes out. You know, I'm going to, for example, I'm going to take Suits, for example. You know, the whole mm -hmm. Mike not being a real lawyer thing, that comes up and out and resolved fairly quickly. You know, and that's the core of the first, you know, of the show when it premiered. Yeah. Um, but they kind of, it, it happened and it resolved and everyone was happy at the end-ish. Um, <laughs> you know, so... I know I'm 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 minimizing minimizing the effect, but you know, taking that as like uh, relation and putting that here, it's kind of the same. Where you have this big bombshell, it comes out, it gets resolved, so we think, and you know, there's other, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But there's other things that they decided to do in the finale that kind of left it in the. Mandalorian, what's next sphere? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the um <sighs> sorry, I I having gone to law school, suits is infuriating because memorization is literally like zero percent of being a lawyer and yeah. it really upsets me. Yeah, I know. I'm now stuck on that. <laughs> I know what examples to bring up to get you going. God. <laughs> That nothing, like, you get to bring in books to every exam. Yeah. No one thinks law is memorization. Yeah. God damn it. Fucking hell. <laughs> but don't you just memorize those precedents? Come on. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know shit. It's easy. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Is there anything else to discuss? I don't think so. Yeah. All it's right. Weird, right? It's we had six episodes of total crap by our standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we're getting two on the road to improvement. Yeah. yeah. And I think the there's big... seven episodes of crap. Yeah. And let's just see what happens tomorrow. Will the streak continue? Will we go back to hating this show? I guess you're going to have to find out. For our grand finale, day 10. Of the 12 days of Christmas. Yes, there will be day 11 and 12. We'll talk about what exactly those are um, tomorrow. But tomorrow is going to be our grand finale of Star Trek Lower Decks. We're going to talk all things season finale and kind of wrap up the season. Um, before we do that, Phil, how about you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us? Why, certainly. You can find us at 
our website when it's up and running. Hold on. At WW. You know, you know <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> because if I have to make an edit, it's impossible to splice it together. Anyways, I love it. Keep doing it. You do you. Oh, no. I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> Just know I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to touch. Will on strike. No, we won't do that. All right, all right, all right. Well, if if we're gonna just totally honk out Christmas, like, all right, when poop. our website is back poop. up and running, poop, 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 poop. poop you can poop. find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Really, anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rate and review. We really would appreciate it, and thanks for taking the time to listen to our show today. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? I 100% knew you were going to do that yesterday. Well, yeah. Yeah. I like it. But you were like, oh, yeah, well, that means I have to do less. <laughs> yeah. He told me yesterday. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that's what you wanted. Yeah, I have to do less. Yeah, overall. Anyways. I was like, yeah, well, right now, hopefully there's music playing the outro, right? <laughs> <laughs> Magic Christmas set music. Anyways, yeah. he's Phil. He's Tyler. I am Phil. I'm Boris. Goodbye.